Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, June 9th. S&P futures are trading down about 30 points. That's about 90 basis points. The major European indices are trading off about 1.5 to 1.7%. Asia generally had a decent night um, as it followed the US close for Monday. So the selling really um, kicked off in Europe and then it's obviously uh, continuing into the US. So I'm going to read off a few negative headlines that people are citing for the weakness, but I really don't think any of these are, are kind of the cause of what's happening this morning. So you had poor German exports out this morning. You have a lot of articles out, not a lot. You have two articles out, Bloomberg and Politico, talking about this upcoming U.S. fiscal cliff, talking about how Republicans are increasingly reluctant to agree to another very large bill, given that you've seen some stability in economic data, given the market rally, and also given enormous deficits. So you have concerns about that fiscal cliff and the the implications that will have for growth. Um, The European bank watchdog came out yesterday, actually came out during U.S. trading yesterday afternoon and said that the ban on European bank dividends and buybacks should be in place for the entire year. So that's an extra quarter. Um, That ban has been in place until the end of Q3. So they're essentially just saying keep it in place for the full year. So not a helpful headline given that banks have been leading this market higher um, you know, I don't think it's dramatic, uh, a dramatic negative, but certainly doesn't help given how strong banks have been. So banks are actually the weakest group in Europe today, down nearly 5% on the SX7P. You continue to have a lot of articles also just talking about the troubling trends in COVID transmission. So, you know, the market really seems to be very sensitive to Western Europe and the New York Tri-State area, and you have seen a lot of improvement there. Um, but, you, you know, the numbers globally continue to rise at a pretty dramatic pace. Um, now, a lot of that is is because of increased testing capacity, um, but nevertheless, you know, you are not really seeing an abatement globally in aggregate in in the coronavirus. So, um, you know, I think the market for a while in the last couple of weeks has traded as if that has been kind of conquered, but that's not the case at all. Um, there's not a ton of focus on the Fed tomorrow, although there was an article on the FT just talking about how, you know, f- the Fed... Uh, in conjunction with the meeting, we'll be publishing an updated dot plot and an updated um, economic forecast table. They have not done this since December. Um, the last time they were were to do it um, was kind of in the middle of the peak of the coronavirus crisis, and they felt there was just too much uncertainty to do it. So you're going to get an updated view from the Fed on their outlook on rates, et cetera, um, you know, for the first time nearly in six months. So there's some fear that if the dots suggest that the rates could hold, could head higher over the coming years, um, you know, that could unnerve markets. Again, that, that strikes me as just being an excuse. So all that being said, I don't really think any of that is driving the market this morning in particular. You know, I think the market as of the close yesterday was as compelling on the short side as it was on the long side back in March. Um, you know, you are seeing some pretty ridiculous price action in certain stocks. Um, you know, you are seeing some aggressive chasing. You're seeing, you know, mar- uh, margin balances are heading higher. You're seeing Nearly 99% of all stocks in the market are above their 50-day moving average. The indices are grossly overbought. Um, you know, you're seeing stocks in in bankrupt companies that are spiking higher. So you have a lot of excess. You have a lot of froth that's occurring in the marketplace. Positioning and stimulus, quote unquote, for both of those are the main motivation for people buying this tape. Um, and you just have not had an, a commensurate um, improvement in fundamentals to justify this move, in my opinion. So, you know, I know I've been saying that for a couple hundred points now at this point, but um, yesterday, in particular, in the morning, where you know a lot of these names were just bid up several percent, um, was just that struck me as being kind of the tail end of this um, of this kind of rally. So, you know, all the things that I've been talking about in the past, as far as 
you know, you have a lot of fundamental and you have a lot of technical headwinds. So the technical ones that it's ran through and on the fundamental front, you know, you continue to have extreme valuations. You continue to have, again, a COVID crisis that has not been conquered. You have a huge mismatch between equity supply and, and corporate buybacks. Um, you know, you have the Trump election coming up in November. Now, I know a lot of people think the Trump poll figures are going to bounce throughout June, and they probably should, just given, um, you know, reopening the improving economy, et cetera. But Biden has a pretty dramatic polling uh, lead at this point, nationally and in key states. Um, and I know a lot of people are, are discounting the polls given what happened in 2016, and that's fair. Um, but, you know, the polling numbers are far ahead of where Clinton was at this point uh, four years ago. The fiscal cliff is also, I think, going to become more of a focus as we get uh, you know, deeper into June and into July. It does not look like Republicans really want to even touch the fifth stimulus bill until the end of July, which is going to be just a couple of days before those federal unemployment benefits expire. Um, and then you just have an economy that's still far from recovered, despite, I think, some of the narrative last week in the wake of the jobs report. Um, it certainly was very encouraging to see that jobs number come out, but that was about 10% of what was lost in March and April. So you're still talking about an economy that is far from pre-COVID levels um, and a market that's trading, you know, that is that is pricing in the economy as of the close yesterday. That was almost better than where it stood pre-COVID. Um, so, you know, again, there's really not a lot of news out today. Like I said, I think people are citing all of those factors I mentioned for the pullback because everyone has to have a fundamental reason. Um, but this market really has not been moving on fundamentals for a long time. Um, in terms of company-specific news, you had a few more updates out overnight. So MasterCard and Wendy's are probably the two big ones, talking about, again, positive linearity that they're seeing, improved trends from the trough of early April. Um, you know, I think the market is becoming somewhat desensitized to a lot of these updates from companies. Everyone knows you've seen an improvement um, from the early April levels. The question is, again, where you're going to get back to a normalized environment um, and that still is uncertain. You have a lot of kind of chapter 11 headlines from some notable companies that started to hit late in trading yesterday, continued overnight. Um, again, more equity offerings. So you still have this big theme of a ton of supply being dumped on this market. Um, that clearly is not helpful. For the calendar today, um, a couple of small earnings reports, you know, and really nothing all that important. The Senate Finance Committee will be holding a hearing today at 2.30 to discuss Again, this fiscal cliff. So they're going to be focusing on the federal unemployment benefits. That's a 600 per week extra on top of the state benefits um, that are due to expire at the end of July. So that Senate Finance Committee hearing could produce some interesting headlines. Um, that's probably the only real major macro event on the calendar. And then obviously the Fed meeting tomorrow um, is very much in focus. So that is everything for today. A pretty quick one this morning, just given that there's really not a lot of news out. Um, you know, just going back to Europe, you know, you are seeing a very large unwind of the pro-cyclical, uh, pro-value rally. So all the big cyclical groups that have led Europe and led the U.S. higher, autos, industrials, aerospace, banks, et cetera, are all getting hit hard this morning. Banks in particular, like I said, are very weak. In the U.S., we are still waiting for the, the U.S. bank stress test results. So, you know, they could hit any week right now. They usually come out on a Thursday night. Um so it's if you know if it's one of the the uh, next Thursdays in in the month of June, and the big takeaway again it's it's um, obviously are any banks going to be forced to cut their dividends? The market assumes U.S. banks will will be allowed to continue their dividends for the most part. You may see a cut or two, and then on the buyback front, um, you know remember banks have voluntarily suspended their buybacks until the end of Q2. 
Um, I think the market anticipates them getting turned back on to some extent in July or August. Um, but I think that's probably the big wild card for these stress tests. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.